How how did you get to be so mature? (laughs) 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 I say that because like I think back on like when we were in high school, when we were in our early 20s and like you were frankly, this is just me being honest and proud. Just be honest. Like you're just you're much more composed and thoughtful these days. Is it because Uh, you have had a child or do you think like you would be this person you are today without them. No, I, it's because of it's because of my son. There's no, uh, no way I'd I'd be this way without without him. Hey, me searchers. My name is Dustin Domingo, and I'm Crystal Tugatti. On this show, we have critical, messy, and fun conversations with each other with friends and with leaders in the community. And we unpack important issues and unlearn what we think we know about what it means to be Filipino. Today, we have a very, very special guest and friend of the pod joining us. Dude, y'all, welcome Dustin's big brother, Kuya Michael (laughs) Domingo! Hello, hello. Welcome, welcome, (laughs) welcome. Thank you for having me. I just think it's so funny, like, the introduction, Big Brother, Dustin's Big Brother. (laughs) I just, you know, if I were a a researcher listening, I'd be like, oh my gosh, this is so cool. (laughs) It is cool. It is cool. And yeah, I just. I think you're cool, Mike. (laughs) I think you're cool too. Thank you. Brotherly love, brotherly love. (laughs) Um, So welcome, welcome. We're happy that you're here. Um, We want to talk about a pretty common experience amongst Filipino Americans and humans at large Um, (laughs) across the globe. Um, We want to talk about fatherhood and parenting. Ooh, heck yeah! So, for context, Mike, um, and for everybody, I was reading parts of a dissertation by Dr. Zuzana Melinda Kostansky of Seton Hall University in New Jersey, and her dissertation is called Asian American Men and Fatherhood, Relationships Between Acculturation, Gender Role Conflict, Parenting Self-Efficacy, and Father Involvement. And this episode is not going to go into that. Um, we're not going to talk about her findings. It's just, uh, it got me thinking. And... I'm just mentioning that to illustrate a point that the long story shortened is that there's a lot of research out there about fatherhood, but not necessarily delivered in a way that acknowledges the differences um, of, of strategies used by different racial or ethnic groups. And even when we talk about Asian parenting or Asian American parenting, that can look like so many different things because being Asian is not a homogenous experience and even being Filipino can look like so many different things. So we thought it would be cool to have our very own Kuya of the pod, Kuya Mike, hey. uh, to come on the show and talk more about what it means to be um, a parent or a father from a Filipino-American's perspective. Um, so Mike, Kuya Mike. Yes. I think you're pretty cool, Dad. It's your two kids. Thank you. Um, I try to be. I think you're doing a, a darn decent job. <laughs> We'll see what happens. We'll see see what happens at the end. I don't know. Oh, my God. (laughs) So tell us about your kiddos. Tell us about your family. And talk to us about how you approach being a good father. 
right? Uh, so it's uh, me, uh, my wife, Alana, and my two kids. Uh, oldest is uh, Gabriel, five years old, and my youngest is Dante, uh, eight months old. Uh, my approach to being a good father, I try to just do better than my own parents. Like I, I there's nothing else that can compare my experience other than, uh, yeah, the, I have no other basis of comparison. So whatever I do, it's just doing better than them. Did you name your kids after the Gabe Bondock and the Dante Bosco? Oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> definitely. <laughs> uh, no, no, that was not. I did joke around when we when I had named uh, when we came across the name Dante. Like I would joke around at work, like, "Oh yeah, it's because of Dante Bosco." A huge fan, huge fan. I <laughs> but no, no. Uh, both names were picked purposefully to. Uh, keep it culturally uh significant you know it's they sound like filipino names right so that's what we went with i i'm curious about what are because you mentioned like do better right so what are some things that you as a parent are trying to improve upon as a voyeur of and receiver of your parents' parenting. What are you trying to improve from uh, from them? What am I trying to improve? Uh, I think number one would be uh, communication, right? Uh, improve the communication between me and, and uh, my my kids because it's something that we didn't really have growing up. Like as kids, it was. It's a completely different experience. They, um, my, my 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 kids have a have a voice. Like they have their their opinions. Well, you know, my oldest, anyways, not my baby, but <laughs> uh, I don't discount their experience. So uh, it, it's I I think it's something that I felt like growing up. My parents sort of dismissed what we were going through, whether it's good or bad. Um, Cause they were so focused on making sure everything else around us was okay. Right. You know? And I do feel like that. Uh, I try to, to focus on my kids. So what ends up happening is everything else around me sort of falls to the wayside. Right. Like before kids work is kind of number one. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, or, or maybe your your relationships that you're in, uh, and then now that I have kids, it's like the work doesn't even, it's not even on my mind anymore. It's I go to work, do my thing, then I get home and I get to be with my kids, right? Yeah, I re- I do remember mom and dad working all the time, right? Like, yes, we we didn't really see them that much, uh, growing up. Uh, so I guess there was like very little opportunity to build, um, relationships. And even if there was opportunity to build a relationship, uh, I don't think that they knew that that's what they could do or, or, um, yeah, I don't think that that's what they could do, uh, is build a relationship with us. I think the parenting styles that, um, that they had was, uh, like 
I guess, rule with an iron fist, right? And then everything will be okay. But then obviously that's not necessarily the case, right? They, uh, there's certain things that they provided for us, like physical security, right? Uh, but then there's like the emotional side where they didn't address. And that's where I'm focusing on with my kids is like that emotional side um, to not make him feel like he is safe, but also open and um, able to speak to me and have actual conversations. How did you know to do that? I didn't necessarily. <laughs> I'll, I'll preface this with it's my perception is that the easy way to go is to just uh, emulate patterns that you've seen. But you're saying now that you're trying to focus on like a different area of parenting, perhaps. So how do you, how did you know to focus your energies on like this different thing? Well, before having kids or um, even being in a relationship with uh, my current wife is that I I was in a, in, in a place where I had to do a lot of self-reflection. I had to think about myself and think about why I did the things that I did, said the things that I did, feel the things that I did, uh, and, and then figure out the roots on um, where that came from. And how do I put this? Like there's things that, that mom and dad did that I know did not serve me or you um, in, the, in the best possible way, right? So knowing, knowing that, thinking where, where the root cause is to some of the stuff that was going on with me, I learned from that and then apply what I learned in my strategy for uh, raising my kids. I'll, I'll say also that's very, the way that you put that is very gracious. <laughs> gracious, gracious for who? <laughs> well, because I just I think it's very easy for um, folks to just be like, well, frankly, it's easy for me to be like, mom and dad just like, like effed up in certain areas of parenting. But one thing that you've said to me is like, you just they 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 did the best they could based on what they knew, and they were also just like very young, not very young, but like. Um, they were like 29, 30 when they um, had you. And I just imagine who we were at like 29 and 30. Yeah. And can't imagine having that amount of responsibility and then being successful as a parent. I, yeah, they had, so they had tools that, um, or strategies and tools that we wouldn't use now. Or at least I wouldn't use uh, because I feel like they would have like some kind of detrimental effect. Um, but as far as they knew back then, it's fine. Like they, uh, you know, like uh, like spanking, <laughs> you, you know, oh, how, yeah, like, yeah. oh, man, uh, I could never. I could never spank my kid. Never, ever, ever, ever. Like I, I wouldn't even have the the thought like that's OK or that that would be a viable option to quote-unquote correct behavior uh but that's that's like the standard that was like the norm for our generation growing up right like people people got spanked man (laughs) they got hit uh i remember having 
I remember having a conversation with dad like like recently, like maybe a few years ago about that. And he's he came across a study saying how that like corporal punishment or uh, that style of parenting um, causes other issues later on in life. Uh, like, oh, what issues yeah. do we have? Like, what issues do we have? <laughs> what issues do we have? <laughs> uh, how I can count the ways, man. Uh, I, I don't know. Okay, so I don't know the specifics. I just know that there were detrimental effects in, in, in how um, the person deals with issues later on. Yeah. So what do you say to somebody, like, let's say you have, I mean, you have friends who have children at this point as well. Yeah. What if one of them came to you and was like, yeah, I spank my child. Like, what is, what would that conversation look like between you and that other parent? I, I don't know if there'd be a conversation. I I would just straight out say, nah, man, that's not cool. Don't, don't do that. I mean, it's easy for me to say that, but everyone has their own parenting styles. But I would definitely have like a, a, an honest conversation saying like, yeah, I don't think that's that's OK. Um, I think kids can come out fine. Like we're fine. We're fine. Yeah, sure. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we're like fully functioning adults. Yeah. We're yeah. Like uh, we're, yeah, we're, we're, we're we okay. can survive like, on our own. Right. We, uh, but yeah. I, I think I think okay. So what comes to mind is that it makes it difficult to have or create a connection with that person, hmm. right? Mm. Like let, let's say um, I see that. Let's say it's not even like uh, like spanking, right? It's like yeah. like verbal, uh, like yelling, mm. like yeah. it berating, berating, or whatever it is. It, it it's creating some kind of environment where um, it raises anxiety. And, um, like you don't feel safe, basically right. it, it just, you don't feel safe. So now you, you end up severing the possibility of a relationship or a connection with that person. Let's say it's not even like mom or dad, right? It's like anybody, imagine anybody that you, you've been with, mm-hmm. um, in, in your life that you've, uh, where they've like yelled at you or something, it kind of changes how you are with them right yeah. but it, it's a whole other thing if it's your own parents that, that that does that you know it's yeah but i i don't do any of that stuff <laughs> try not to yell definitely no spanking so you you talked about like the ways to create an environment that fosters anxiety and you're working actively to not have that be what is happening at home. So like, what do you do as a father to make sure that your child grows up with like joy and love around them? Uh, I think creating opportunities for conversation and then in turn creating those opportunities for connection. If, uh, if he feel, if my son feels comfortable saying whatever it is, that's on his mind let's say it's not even um let's say he's like in trouble right like mm-hmm. uh did you did you throw that object at at me or, or whoever uh, i don't want to put him in a an environment where he has to like lie or like not be truthful 
right? Uh, yeah, I, I want to give him an opportunity to just talk about how he feels and just have a conversation. I, I, if he feels comfortable, those words, if he feels comfortable, just lights me up because I don't think I've ever heard <laughs> like a parent say, if they're comfortable to tell me something like, you know, I welcome that you're no, or like you wait until he's comfortable. And I don't think I've seen that. And I think that's amazing that you can acknowledge that comfort and safety is like top priority versus like, I got to get this lesson in. I need you to see this so that you don't do that. It, it, and going back to this idea of creating um, conversation and a relationship and connection, like, I just think that is amazing. Like, how is it like to have conversations like this with your son? Like when, when it is like, he's, he's maybe comfortable maybe not or what if what is it like when he's not comfortable and how do you approach it when he's like i don't want to talk right now so uh, that's that's like all the time <laughs> if he if his emotions are are like like running high uh he doesn't want to talk and i totally get that i think that's that's why i i like want to create that 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 conversation or create the opportunity for conversation because i i remember like feeling a certain type of way let's say angry and uh like mom or dad wants to have a conversation right then and there that's not happening like i'm not i will not say i'm not going to say the right thing i'm not going to do the right thing in that moment so if my son were to be in that position where he's like really upset, let's say he didn't get the toy that he wanted. Mm. And I'll, I'll, I'll ask him, Hey, do you, do you want to talk about it? Do you, you know, is everything okay? And then he'll shake his head like, no, no. And, um, uh, you know, ask him if he wants to talk about it. He, usually 100% of the time, the first thing he says is no, he, he'll say no. So I'll tell him, well, whenever you're ready, you can talk to me. Uh, and then I'll leave him alone. Uh, and uh, uh, it's that's something that I would have appreciated if I was a kid. You know, I don't know if you've ever got, if you you've got if you've ever been in a situation where your emotions have been are like so high, uh, and then someone comes in from the left and tries to have a conversation with you in that moment, like it's. <laughs> yeah, it, like, it feels almost impossible to do yeah. it, it wouldn't be your genuine self it would be like this other version of you answering um yeah yeah i i, I do want to uh make my son feel like he can have a conversation with me without uh any repercussion right without feeling like oh i'm gonna get in trouble if i tell him the truth that's amazing it's because i i feel like in our um our generation, we've had to put up a lot of pieces of armor because of, you know, not being yeah. able to speak on our feelings and our, our real thoughts. So it's really cool that you are giving your children really a space to be themselves at all times, at all times. And even all the anger that's yeah. And all the, the complex, like confusing 
emotions that they may feel like they're trying to sort it out and they're getting agency over their own body and over their own feelings so like props to you because I can only imagine also how challenging that is you know not knowing (laughs) like what what like talk to me yeah I'm sitting I'm sitting there like (laughs) my anxiety is running up Uh, uh, like I really want to know because you know as as a parent you want to fix it right or even like let's say you're not a parent you're in a relationship yeah uh with with somebody they're mad and you maybe you're the type of person that wants to fix it right then and there sometimes that's not the that's not the best strategy you know sometimes waiting it out it's like the best thing you can do for them a pause a pause take a pause y'all how how did you get to be so mature (laughs) 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 i say that because like i think back on like when we were in high school when we were in our early 20s and like you were frankly this is just me being honest and proud just be honest like you're just you're more much more composed and thoughtful these days is it because Uh, you have had a child or do you think like you would be this person you are today without them no it's because of it's because of my son there's no uh no way i'd I'd be this way without without him um Um, well i'm glad you've had I mean, I would have liked you either way because I think you're hella cool. <laughs> oh, thanks. Um, <laughs> but it's, I'm I'm glad to hear that you're uh, very engaged as a father and you want to do what's right for them. Do you feel like you're a good father? Sometimes. In what uh, ways do you feel like you're not? Well, <clears throat> well, after having the second one, so the second one's eight months, when you have... Uh, a newborn or like a baby like uh, that that old you have to be on 24 7 you have to be watching them 24 7 right like or else they'll die you know they they can't feed themselves they can't like uh help themselves up then like they, they yeah so it's all on you right someone has to be watching so if they're getting all the attention which is happening now if they're getting all the attention then that ends up um sort of taking away from uh the oldest right gabriel basically doesn't get as much as attention as much attention as he did um before before the baby uh but i i feel like a bad father in that moment where i'm not paying attention to gabriel as much but i know like hey what can you do you know like i there's nothing else i could do maybe uh hire if i had the resources i would hire like a nanny or something to to help out so i could offer more of myself to you know both my kids um i like that yeah. you said hire the nanny so that you could be present for the both of the children as opposed to like hire a nanny to like so that you can do whatever the hell else you want <laughs> 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 to live your life outside of the family oh man no, it's no. an interesting perspective I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I, I would, I would love that too. But you know, I'd, I'd feel so terrible if I, um, if that's yeah. all I focus on was myself, right? That's yeah. It's not about me. It's about my kids. Is there? Is it? Um, is it important at all as a father 
to have that me time, to have that alone time oh, for yeah. you. Yes, uh, I lose sleep because of it. Uh, <laughs> like uh, after after the kids go down um, for for bedtime, then that's sort of like my me time. Mm-hmm. So I'll, I'll I'll be up like doing whatever that I need to do, not need to do, but want to do, like watch TV, watch that show that I've been wanting to watch chill on the couch and listen to music uh play video games <laughs> that's yeah. that's like my uh that's my um what's the my my release because i'm so stressed like all the time i'm stressed so that's the yeah the me time super important uh not just for me right it's for for anybody right. like especially especially the mom i feel like uh alana needs more me time than than i do like i feel like i i barely do anything <laughs> compared to her um what are you playing right now (laughs) what am i playing right now oh geez uh if it's just by myself because i play video games with with gabriel uh (laughs) i play uh i play call of duty that's like like that's the thing that i play the most because you can hop on for like five minutes and then hop off and uh, uh take care of the baby that's crying um but yeah, if if I'm playing video games with my son, it's like Minecraft or Minecraft Dungeons <laughs> or um, there's other like Mario. There, there's lots of games on, on Nintendo Switch that he likes to play. So we, that's like something that we do together is we, we play video games. Ah, I Aww. love that. I love I love the bonding over the video games. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It's like what it's like the one thing I know how to do do well. So <laughs> <laughs> like might as well share it with my son. Oh, that's nice. Okay, so Mike, as we close out this episode, um imagining that this episode and the internet lasts for 30 40 years from now. Uh-huh. And you know, somehow Gabriel and Dante, and maybe if you even have other children after Dante. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, imagining that your children, <laughs> plural, uh-huh. um, if they're out there and they find this episode, what message would you like to leave for them? Uh, I love you, buddy. I love you. Uh, you do you. Be yourself. Uh, everything's going to be okay. And uh, that's it. Yeah. Aww. Oh man, yeah. you're such a good dad. Yeah, I'm right. I'm right. You're okay. You're okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, thank you. Uh, thank you for joining us, uh, Kui Mike. It's been a pleasure. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Thank you both for um, allowing me to be in this space while you both also talk about your very um, special and unique experience growing up as brothers um thank you for sharing those very vulnerable moments with me and with all of our me searchers um and thank you just for being here we're so grateful for you thanks for tuning in and um (laughs) me searchers thank you for tuning in as well everyone Y'all, this was Michael Domingo. Michael Domingo. And everybody, don't forget, be a me searcher. Follow us at me search podcast and check us out online at me We're going to get to the bottom of things. This is me search, folks. Woo! <laughs>